My question is, I, I just know. haven't loved how he looked. Matt, that's actually not a question. That's a statement. Here's another. This is the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Bill did three podcasts last week. The first was with Cousin Sal, Guess the Lions, etc. The second was with Kyle Brandt, who is from the NFL Network. Yeah. Okay. And possibly was also on some reality show, yeah, based on the way they were talking. Real world? Yeah. Uh, then uh, Alan Seppenwall to listen as Bill explained to him at great length why 1994 was either the or one of the top three best years in television. Uh, and then followed up by Billy Bob Thornton, which was kind of entertaining, but it's always better when Bill is like, I'm not going to interview you like a regular guy. I'm just going to ask you about sports stuff. And then Billy Bob opened up. Yeah. And then finally, the third of the week with Flea. Again, same. Mallory Rubin like and House. Sports are weird. Sports are weird. Here we go. So the first one was with Sal. It was one hour, 48 minutes, and 57 seconds. I approve. Yes, a reasonable length. Pearl Jam, two minutes and 30 seconds in. And Matt, we would be remiss if we did not apologize for something we failed to do last week. I don't know what it is, but I agree. We did not let the listeners know the Times Bill found something delicious. Oh. Oh. Our mm. apology comes in the form of an extended recitation of deliciousness. Here are all the things Bill or his guests found delicious in the past two weeks. Wow. Who might people kind of I like that. There's I don't know. Mm. I like I, mm. oh school mm. or but mm. Dallas. Mm. 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 Now back to our regularly scheduled inanity. <laughs> At eight twenty-one, I think this is wrong. Obscured over this whole thing was. Uh, can something be obscured over something? No, it can be obscured. It could be obscured by something, but not over something. At twenty minutes and forty seconds, Bill says something. I want to brag a little, Sal. No one is surprised. Bill wants to brag about Tampa Bay and say, man, I was really on Tampa Bay. Because if you recall, Bill, much to Sal's chagrin, was on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is 2-2, two and two, and the only reason they're in the, the picture is because the whole f***ing division is 2-2. Two and two. Well, They Matt, just stink. He also finished 38th in his fantasy contest. That's true. At 33-32, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. It's and the sadness is the sadness. That's my new band. The sadness. The sadness like is, etc. Has now been uh, uh, caught by Mallory. We'll hear that later in the episode. At thirty six oh four, this is not what he means. The wow. ageless Tom Brady perseveres. I think what he's trying to say is that Tom Brady severes ahead. That's what happens when you add the prefix pre to a word. So that, what's severing? Well, he gets out ahead of it. I agree. Right after that, Bill points out that he and Sal have to talk about Antonio Brown or else people will accuse him of ducking it. We have to talk about Antonio Brown just because if we don't, people are going to email us and go on our Twitter prize, but you ducked the Antonio Brown thing. Which is true. Yeah, we we did it. Yeah, we would be those people. (laughs) Also, listen to his tone of voice. He sounds like a whiny bitch. Just act like a man. If people criticize you, which is 
basically what we do on this pod, uh, occasionally give you credit, but mostly criticize you, then take it like a man. You should be criticized for it, and now you're backtracking and acting all butthurt. Yeah. The problem is that on September 16th, he said in a very quiet tone of voice, And until we find out more about this story, which, again, is really horrible, um, I don't feel comfortable talking about Brown on the podcast. So, Matt, we have not really learned more about the story where a woman has alleged and sued Antonio Brown for rape. We have learned more about Antonio Brown, that he is a pathological dickhead, that he did not tell the Pats that he was expected to be sued for this alleged rape. Uh, We did not at the time know that he was going to threaten someone with regard to giving information about this. Did you, course, read those, did you read those text messages? Yeah. They were crazy. It was like some yes man who was like, yeah, we will look into him, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Bill made those comments, which were, again, I'd like to point out, well-reasoned. He just felt the need to tell everybody about them, uh, self-congratulatory. But he made those comments about how he wasn't going to talk about Antonio Brown, and then people gave him shit for it. And then he felt bad and his feelings were hurt, so he changed his mind. At 3704, Sal accuses Bill of basically being an Antonio Brown truther and says Bill was never critical of Brown. Although, in fairness, he was critical of the allegations, saying, if true, they were pretty pretty rough. Yes. And I have to agree with that. Sal accuses Bill of never wanting to get rid of him from the Patriots. I don't remember you ever saying, oh, it's time to get rid of this guy in that 13-day stretch. That's the only thing I... Bill then wants to know this. <laughs> what are you talking about? The, all that, all the tech stuff happened like Wednesday night. And then it was yeah, like they got rid of him in 30 hours. That. Yeah, but am I and supposed to use my Twitter that? feed? Got- yes, you yeah. routinely use your Twitter feed for this purpose. Well, I think what prompted this was right after they cut him, Bill had tweeted something like, you know, this is what he did, whatever. I was in favor of him going. And I think what Sal's point was, since when? Like, you've never said that. And then Bill says, well, once I found out that stuff, that's why. And, and you know, it happened so quick. But again, he tweets about everything all the time. Yes, yes, Bill, you could have tweeted or had an emergency podcast about what was going on and said, I hate Antonio Brown. It's just very reactionary. He always does this. Like, whenever Sal accuses the Patriots of cheating, he goes, whoa, whoa. That's my Bill. Yeah, it was great, man. At 3726, during a conversation about uh, New England Patriots, Gunner, Gunner, Kyle responds off mic. Have they waved Gunner yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm checking Twitter. I don't see anything yet. At 4207, an exceptional <laughs> Joe Bluth nominee, Bill confirms that Cousin Sal watched the Rams game on Cousin Sal's phone while attending the Emmys. Not quite as easy for Bill to express the same information. What do you, what do you <clears> think? He, I, what, I knew you weren't going to watch the Emmys. I mean, the uh, the Rams game. That's <laughs> great. At 4505, producer, editor, engineer Kyle, again, off mic. Kyle, would you trade Sony for him? Yeah. It's just so great because it's not, it's like, if you know you're going to ask this motherfucker some questions, give the guy a microphone. It's insane. Well, the other response is, if you are being asked a question and you are running the technical portion of the podcast, <laughs> use your microphone. Or, you know what, you could you could just be like, what are you doing, Bill? Like, I don't have a microphone. <laughs> or you could just say, hang on a second, turn on your mic, then answer. Four seconds later, at 4509, Bill with more non-words. And then it's like, oh, you don't understand me. 
such a child. He's butthurt about people saying a sports guy should talk about sports stuff, and then he, he responds with non-words. <laughs> but it's, it's not even that. It's like, you know... Those people who criticize me, you know how they criticize me. No examples of criticism. (laughs) (laughs) At 59.03, right now. Right now it is 9 o'clock Pacific time (laughs) a.m. Man, this time stuff is really tricky. I think he grew up with a digital watch. I think he never learned to tell time with with a watch that had hands on his face. And now he ends up with egg on his face. I like it. Yeah, Nobody else is going (laughs) to like it, but that's why you're here. At 101.28. Bill texted Sal that the over-under on Mahomes for touchdowns was two and a half. And, and, and Bill says that Sal did this. You texted me back a tweet of the rain. I don't think you can text someone a tweet. And if, if you are texting someone a tweet, like, for instance, a screen grab or a screen capture of someone else's tweet, how is it of the rain? So someone tweeted the rain. This is their entire tweet is the rain. Bill captured it and then texted it to, and then uh, had it texted to him is it, by Sal. Is it, is it like a sound file of rain? Is it a picture of rain? Well, it's interesting that you bring up the concept of sound file because what leapt to mind, and as I recognize what leapt to the, the knife guy's mind, was this epic quote from one dearly departed Rutger Hauer from Blade Runner. <laughs> We both managed to find <laughs> hilarious Rucker Howard's final words there. Well, Chris, maybe like the old Creedence Clearwater Re- Revival song, Bill wants to know. Have you ever seen the rain? I've never seen it, but if I had someone tweet it to me <laughs> or whatever he said, send me a tweet of it, we'd be fine. <laughs> what is with the new laugh, Bill? It just Fs. And by the way, just in case you think that was a uh, a random occurrence or an outlier, Malcolm Gladwell, trademark, it wasn't at one ten thirty one. The slowest. Yeah, <laughs> that one was better. <laughs> what was that? What's happening? At one ten thirty five. Here's something that amazes Bill, and what's something that amazes me is that I can't understand what he's talking about. I am amazed, though. The coaches continue to not challenge the pass interferences on the right times. On the right times? Does he mean at the right times? Or does I, he mean, like, I want you to, to challenge pass interference at 9.17 p.m. <laughs> Pacific? PT. The problem with Bill's criticism of pass interference isn't that the pass interference thing shouldn't be criticized it's that he's not criticizing it right he says well they're doing it at the wrong times it's like no they're just bad at it nobody has figured (laughs) this out yet and it seems like the league really doesn't want you to challenge it unless it's like unbelievably obvious bill just thinks they're doing it the wrong time so maybe if they did it 10 minutes later it would be better kyle told me the other day he was up till 6 a.m in the morning making music oh yes (laughs) kyle the music producer which i love like he he is definitely a top like top 10 hang (laughs) If you were going to choose to hang out with somebody from the Ringer staff, you got to really seriously consider Kyle. That being said, you do not need to say 6 a.m. is in the morning because the <laughs> only time 6 a.m. can occur is in the morning. It's anti-meridian. Post-meridian or p.m. is in the afternoon or the evening, but a.m. is always the morning. I really like the image of Kyle in his basement 
a pack of Newports, a MacBook, and some kick-ass beats. And he's wearing a wife beater. Yes. No question. No question. I whooped you like a drum this week. Matt, you don't whoop drums. You whoop donkeys. You whoop mules. You whoop, on occasion, special occasion, a redheaded stepchild. You beat a drum. <laughs> and doesn't it, his kid his kid plays the bass what kind of rhythm section do they have where one kid is out there struggling to play the bass and his dad is trying to play the drums with a f-ing whip <laughs> at 139.34 when talking about his son's musical career Bill says that the podcast played at the beginning the Tic Tac and Melatonin song we played that song at the start of the podcast today right uh, I didn't because <laughs> it wasn't there Chris right <laughs> Most of the um, the stuff that Bill said he found on Ben Simmons' phone that he was like privately messaging to whatever the the rapper on yeah, the uh, DMs Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah, most of it was like cute, like oh, I feel bad for him, like that guy's not gonna. But man, when he said on Tic Tac, I work with melatonin or yes. whatever, the other way yes. around, I work with Tic Tac. Oh man, that had me. That was good. I mean, <laughs> we give so much trouble to Bill Simmons for saying stupid stuff yeah. and leaving it in or being on mic uh, for Kyle or whatever it is. But when he delivers, I mean, he's really delivering. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for parent quarter this week, Bill. Also, there's no way that that was the worst thing he found oh, when he looked at Ben's phone. <laughs> no way. We'll be back after this. That's an inside joke. <laughs> Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. The second of the week was two hours, 21 minutes, and seven seconds. As we said before, it included this guy from the NFL Network named Kyle also, Alan Sepinwall, who had to listen to Bill uh, lecture him about the year in television for 1994. And then finally, Billy Bob Thornton, who calls it a Kaiser blade. Some folks call it a sling blade, Matt. I agree. Pearl Jam, a little late, three minutes and 41 seconds. And honestly, we, we didn't say this when I said the length of this pod, 22107. That's a little long. It's really long. Also, it's long, and he included a 40-minute Billy Bob Thornton interview. What is the rush to include? Like, just find a shorter podcast and include it on that. At thirteen twenty, Bill said he had a couple of readers slash listeners email. I had a couple couple <clears throat> readers slash listeners. What are they reading? <laughs> Maybe they're reading the uh, podcast summaries. Yes. At twenty two thirteen, Kyle makes a comparison to Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy and says this: They're like baby Groot, like when Groot is, hasn't grown up yet and like can barely talk and doesn't have his powers. Now, Matt, I am not perhaps the Marvel Cinematic Universe nerd that you are, but doesn't Groot have a pretty limited vocabulary that persists from the moment of his conception or budding? Yes. He always can say, I am Groot. Also, doesn't have powers. His he, powers are made of wood. Yeah, regenerative abilities, but he has those when he's small Groot. Sorry, Kyle. Lose credibility right away. Yeah. The connection was brutal. A lot of buzzing. Yeah. At 2810, great success. Bill is able to accurately read the copy in the underpants ad. And antimicrobial? Hey! Bill then goes on to say that he did have a pair of their 
famous jersey boxer briefs and says they were super comfortable. I got a pair of those. They were super comfortable. Why did you only get one <laughs> pair? But what's more important, what happened to them? What happened to them? <laughs> did, I mean, I know what would happen to mine. They would slowly over several years, perhaps decades, degrade into a fine mesh. And at a certain point, either I or my wife would make the command decision that it's better not to have fart-holding materials between my crack <laughs> and the back of my pants, and we would just do away with them. Maybe repurpose as a handkerchief. Ooh, gross. At 46.05, Rich Bill is talking about his love for rich person exercise machine Peloton. And he points out that they are so compact that you can do this. You can you can squeeze it in any any crevice. Does your house have a lot of crevices, Matt? Maybe we just don't have the kind of rich person LA mansions that Bill has where we have these crevices that we can put furniture or exercise All machines. All my crevices are full. <laughs> Bill then goes on to point out that he is rich and has a Peloton, which he keeps in his guest house. <laughs> I have it in the guest house. It's there. Which he also refers to as the pool house. Yes. This is nuts. And what does he do in the pool house? He does his work. Make up my little pool house where I do my work. (laughs) I do my work. (laughs) Mom, mom, I'm trying to do my work. I've been working on this new track since 6 a.m. in the morning. It's great. And he keeps it super hot in the guest house slash pool house. So this happens. Make it super hot. I just sweat my buns off. Is he an old woman? (laughs) At 5901, it sounds like Bill decides to talk through some kind of weird sinus or nasal blockage, making him sound like white guy voice. We have a couple cable things going on here, too. (laughs) At 112.50, the word movies Mm -hmm. represents the plural of movie. Mm -hmm. Yes. TVs, as a word, represents the plural of television sets. Right. Not the plural of TV episodes or TV shows. (laughs) The brief history of coffee culture on TVs and movies. Bill, this is the second time you've done this. I trust there will not be a third. (laughs) Maybe he just means it's on more than one TV. (laughs) (laughs) At 122.47, bitch bitch real. Rich Bill, uh, Dr. Freud. Rich Bill points out that he has his little Sonos, which is a rich person speaker, Mm -hmm. in his guest house. Where he watches his four TVs for football. Or you can have the little portable one. If you want to put it like in your in your room, like in the guest house that I have, where I have the four TVs where I watch football on Sundays. When else do you think he watches all four TVs? March Madness. Is that it? Yeah. And also, that's where he does his work. Well, yeah. <laughs> At one thirty forty seven, Bill points out that there were people who grew up watching Armageddon and that now they are fans, and, and it's sort of a nostalgia thing. People who are growing up who are now in their 20s. Sure. Who are like Which is a fair enough point. In fact, it's so fair that it is the same point Billy Bob Thornton made 25 <laughs> seconds earlier. A lo- actually, a lot of young fans uh, lo- still remember that movie because they were little kids when they saw it. Was he even listening? <laughs> or did he just decide no, to he repeat? had to look at the IMDb page to see what movie he was going to ask him about next. At 145.08. People are conditioned for the winner to actually win. If the winner didn't win, the winner would not be the winner. The winner would be the loser or the second place finisher or the first runner up. So people are not conditioned for the winner to actually win. People are conditioned for the person who wins or the person who won to be considered the winner. If people were conditioned for the winner to lose, society would collapse. Matt, who do you think the Japanese subtitles are for? Probably the wait, Mandarin take, wait, wait, wait. speakers. Take your time. Take your time. 
Japanese subtitles in them for the Japanese people. But <laughs> Matt, do you have any response to Bill's condemnation and Billy Bob Thornton's condemnation of Philadelphia sports fans? Philly fans. fans. Philly fans are the worst. Philly, Philly fans. I mean, forget yeah. it. They're just angry. Yeah, but I think then Billy Bob Thornton at least came around and was sort of like, yeah, but they're real, you know, they're passionate and they know what they're talking about. And then he gave the like old stupid ass Cardinals fans are so smart uh, trope, which is really annoying. Finally, at two hours, 17 minutes and 38 seconds. Bill introduces a new sponsor for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network brought to you by bags of piss, dog <laughs> shit. <laughs> what was that about? Just kidding. He's talking about things Mexican fans throw at uh, opposing teams, uh, players taking corner kicks. One more thing. At two hours, 18 minutes and 40 seconds, Billy Bob Thornton asks Bill if he's familiar with the band Guar. Bill immediately says, oh yeah, I'm calling bullshit. There is no fucking way Bill Simmons knows who Guar is. There's just no way. <laughs> now, Matt, I've done something for uh, for our listening audience and, and for you. Rather than insert all of Bill's various mouth and throat noises <laughs> as they occur, I have created this master compilation <laughs> of all his throat noises. Just this week? Yeah, just from the past week of podcasts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine would, the all-time would, list of grunts, would, swallows, would and break jokes? the internet. <laughs> Without further ado, Bill's mouth. Party. Yeah. Baby doll smoking all over you. Um, <laughs> Bye-bye. And now, Eli winning for the Falcons. I don't know what's going to happen with those three teams, but right now, he's... And Winston? Like if so. I though, <laughs> at home, going against Kings. So the Vikings, if they have the lead, Cam's backup was good. In our ZFL, the picks pool, I picked the Cardinals, and I never plates created by world class designers. Who would you rather? I have the Giants. Adam Sandler, Mike Francesa, the trailer. Go to uh, how he looked. Um, where they have some sort of missed out. They could bring that back. Oh, HBO yeah. and I only care about the Red Sox. And I actually watched, posted his job. Found the best person for the role. How many days? I've watched. I really don't see it. Jordan Khan, one of your favorites. We'll be back after this. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. We're back. The third and final pot of the week featured Flea. I like Flea. I like Flea, too. And then Joe House and then Mallory Rubin. Pearl Jam. Possibly due to bathroom issues. <laughs> it was not not confirmed, <laughs> but not denied. Pearl Jam at 214. Would have been kind of a fun time to have a Chili Pepper song. I like Flea. I thought he was mostly okay. Very yeah. enthusiastic. He should be a regular, honestly. I thought he was terrific. I liked him a lot. The only thing uh, I didn't like was I thought he was a little preachy about what rock and roll is and isn't debate. But... 
he is sort of OG, I guess. Yeah, we need our, our societal elders to stand up for this and better <laughs> flee than Henry Rollins. Twenty five fifteen, Bill Simmons, professional podcaster in a professional studio. Cell phone goes off. Rip their hearts open to win that game in Phoenix. Oh. That's all right. Fair you know, and that that was <laughs> leaves it in. Every time that happens, if I were Bill, I would say it's Kyle. <laughs> what if you're just borderline conch? <laughs> would you say you're this? Conchish. Of- conchish? Conchish. So, Matt, we had an extended conversation last week about Bill and his possible naivete when it comes to understanding gambling, mm-hmm. despite his uh, professed expertise in gambling. Yep. Last week, we talked about how Bill does not understand gambling or the VIG or, frankly, anything about how this whole thing works. On this week's episode, Bill tells House... That they won $800,000. We won $800,000 last week. In fictional money, because I assume they're not really betting a million dollars. This was at fifty-one eleven. Correct. I went back and looked at the bets he made and tried to figure out how he arrived at that number. I don't think he actually won 800. I think he actually won 810, but maybe he's rounding. I'll give him that. He made three bets. There was a Chiefs-Packers teaser, the Colts minus one and a half against the Falcons, and the Rams minus three. He won all three of those. Great job, Bill. And then he made a parlay with Veep. And some other game, and Veep didn't win, so he lost that one. He made, and he only bet 100. Now, that's 300, 300, 300, plus 100, a million. But Bill said at the beginning, when he made those bets, I'm betting 300, but if I lose, it will be 330. Well, that's wrong. If he bet 300, if he loses, it'll be 300. And that makes sense, because if he won all these bets... He would have won 270 on each one if he bet 300. And 270 times 3, Chris, is 810. So I think he's doing the math right. He just is not explaining it correctly because he doesn't actually understand how it works. So he bet 300,000. That is what he actually bet. And if he had lost, he would have been out 300,000. Because he leads with it and says, well, I bet 300, but I'm going to lose 330 if I lose. Well, that's not right because if that's right, then he bet 1,090,000. I guess it would be. The bottom line is the math turned out okay, but Bill's explanation of it is incorrect. This Great. has been Parent Corner. <laughs> At 51.23, how bad does the loss have to be for it to be considered this kind of loss? We've not had a horrible loss yet. That is a very bad loss. Yes. I'm going to pick a pin in the balloon and deflate it immediately. What is he talking about? I'm going to pick a pin in the balloon and deflate the atmosphere? There's a bunch of pins and he's going to pick one. Your guy DJ Chark? Yeah, Chark. The Jags guy? I'm looking at Kyle. Kyle was texting. Bill is not talking to House. Bill is talking to Kyle. House is playing along to try to be a good guest, not realizing that Bill is talking to Kyle. Yes. Kyle, also not realizing (laughs) that Bill is talking to Kyle, remains silent until Bill points it out to him. Because as the producer, engineer, and editor, Kyle is texting. Who says the youth can't multitask? (laughs) Kyle, by the way, never did respond. Well, he probably doesn't have a mic, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was responding silently. Turns out Mallory has a lot of rules. Here's one of her rules. See if you can understand. One of your biggest rules in the office is don't come in and stick, stay home. Don't come in if stick, stay home. <laughs> All you people who are sticks are not allowed into Mallory's office. So if you wake up in the morning and your skin is kind of brown and scaly and you think, I might be turning into a stick. Yes. Stay home. You might be contagious. Although I've heard for that disease, the bark is worse than the bite. I like it. At 139.39, Bill continues to support Mike Trout for not MVP. I was right. A lot of people emailed and said, it was great to hear you be so right with the Mike Trout MVP thing. Chris, 
when you listen to that quote, when Bill says, I was right, a lot of people emailed me, he sounds exactly <laughs> like Donald Trump. Yes. yes. I mean, like, to, he, is, he is like, there are many people, I've talked to them, they say I'm great, it's, it's just great. Who are the people? There are a lot of them, you know, they're out there. All right, listen to this great either editing or conversation. Oh, my God. Pete, whether you like the Mets, whether you hate the Mets. <laughs> what? You could go ahead and edit that out if you wanted to and make it try try to make it sound like normal people having a conversation. I, as an amateur podcast man, gave it a whirl. Sounds like this, Matt. Oh, my God. Pete, whether you like the Mets, whether you hate the Mets. At least there's no crazy <laughs> blurt and pause. It still doesn't make any sense. Well, no, but that's because there's no context because I didn't copy the whole thing. At 149.54, Mallory comes up with an exceptional, exceptional prop bet. Have a listen. Will we see more dildos thrown onto the field or touchdowns from the Bills offense against this Patriots defense? This, Matt, leads to a totally delightful conversation. I would say the dildos are like one and a half favorites over those touchdowns. About those dills. <laughs> Four dildo game. Four dildos? There's no reason really to comment on any of this. Do you want to take the touchdowns, one and a half touchdowns, or four dildos? We're basically just hijacking his audio and letting you listen to it one yes. more time. Four dildos. Take the dildos, That's Kyle. That's a lot of di- Four. I'll take, she said, I'll take four dildos. All right. So I guess the, the takeaway from that is, Matt, four dildo game. Four dildo game. Take the dildos, Kyle. Take the dildos, Kyle. <laughs> Take the gun. We found the title of this week's episode. Take the gun. Leave the cannolis. (laughs) (laughs) Take the touchdowns. Leave the dildos. At 115, listen, it is not classy to talk about a woman becoming moist. (laughs) Look at you're moisting up. Your eyes are moisting just mentioning his name. (laughs) Now, it is much more classy to talk about her eyes becoming moist than any other part of her body. Butt crack, armpits, (laughs) back of neck, earlobes. I still think it's a, a word choice to avoid, especially when you could just say you're tearing up. Yes. Bill chose to go in the other direction. All right, this is a bunch of bullshit for a couple reasons. At 201.49, Bill is accusing Mallory, on behalf of all the people of Baltimore, of stealing the Browns from Cleveland. Oh, he got this wrong. Yeah. Well, here's what he got wrong. He calls a person who steals this. Because you're acknowledging it at all. First of all, you are not a stealer. (laughs) You are a thief or a criminal, but you're not a stealer. And second of all, to have the gall to call someone in a conversation about Baltimore and a conversation about Cleveland, a Steeler offends the very soul of Pittsburgh fans across the nation. But he also messed up what he was explaining because he said, uh, he talked about the moving trucks. The moving trucks moved the Colts out of Baltimore. Right, moved the Colts Colts out of Baltimore to Indianapolis. And he was trying to insult Baltimore. For losing. Right, and then... Mallory, who is from Baltimore, didn't really catch it. She kind of like went along with it when Bill tried to correct himself, but he just totally messed it up. And then the only Baltimorean uh, in the room also didn't catch it. Meaning Mallory. Yeah. You remember that uh, that movie and then it turned into a TV show and Archie Bunker played a racist Southern uh, sheriff? I think it was called This. In the thick of the night. I think he means in the still of the night? Is, is there a way that thick of the night means anything except for a terrific uh, talk show syndicated in the 1980s starring the one and only Alan Thick from Growing Pains? Is this a show you just made up? No, it's a real show. I Googled it. The Knife Guy the did thick it. The Thick of the Night? It. Yeah, The Thick of the Knife. 
Oh, wait, the thick of the knife. <laughs> <laughs> wait, there was really a show called The Thick of the Knife? Yeah, with, Al- with Alan Thick. Do you think that that's what he was thinking of? Nah, no. there's no way. He just fucked up, right? Yeah, he <laughs> up. <laughs> I just assumed that he was like, at a certain time of night, Bill goes out and he's like, the air is thicker this time of night. <laughs> <laughs> now is a good time to be a stealer. At 2.04.15, Mallory, you broke my heart. Et cetera. And then- ah. Et cetera, baby. Oh, I shouldn't say baby. Very paternalistic <laughs> yeah. and sexist. At 2.09.51, remember when that famous Italian character actor played quarterback for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, Matt? He's average Joe Montana. <laughs> average Joe Montana. Wrong. The very last words, Matt, on the very last podcast of last week were Kyle expressing his desire, more or less off mic, about who wins the auction to do guest the lines and watch Sunday Night Football with Bill and Sal. Here's Kyle's last hope. I hope it's a girl. We all hope it's a girl, <laughs> Kyle. We all hope it's a girl. This has been the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. 